listening to Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm your host, Ayanna Williams-Jones, owner of Twin Resorts, Pedicure and Shoes to Go Day Spa, and Boss Ladies of Detroit Business Consulting. And I'm Naya Marshall. I own Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, Diamo Development, and Detroit Decontamination. And we're your hosts for the official Boss Ladies of Detroit podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm Ayanna Williams-Jones. And I'm Naya Marshall. We've got a great show for you today. We're in the studio with Sandra Little, a Detroit architect known for her work in adaptive use, renovation, and redevelopment of urban neighborhoods. She is a founding member of the Advisory Board of Design Corps Detroit and Nor Design Partai and her architecture firm, Centric Studio Design, was recently acquired by Quinn Evans. Welcome to the podcast, Sandra. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Ms. Sandra. Uh, well, <laughs> I, um, I'm a practicing architect within the city of Detroit, worked on a are working on projects uh, throughout the city. That's been the focus of my practice. I've only done a limited number of projects outside the city of Detroit. It's only been a couple. Um, but, uh, you know, currently working on projects such as um, a 30-unit apartment building uh, uh, with George Namdi and his work with, uh, uh, you know, the trying to bring art, the art world and creativity to um, development projects. Uh, also working with Ally Media on their new uh, renovation of a four-story building on on Grand River. Um, it's called the Love Building, uh, which is kind of fits with your podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, what are they doing in that building? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ally Media is, is a nonprofit fo- focused on, you know, uh, the media side of things and giving um, people from all diverse backgrounds a access to media. So they, um, they, they uh, even people with disabilities, different colors, ethnic groups, and try to give them all a voice um, in the media and on a web platform. So it's an interesting organization. So the actual uh, four-story building will be comprised of all of their different uh, partner organizations that they work with, uh, recording studio in there, and um, uh, an event space to hold their yearly conference that they do uh, with Allied Media. So that should be interesting. So I want to take it back a little bit. For those who may not know what an architect is or what an architect does, can you clarify that for us and then just tell us how you got started? Okay. Uh, well, uh, a lot of people heard, yeah, hear, hear the word architect, and, and, and it is a lot of kind of demystifying <laughs> what it is an architect does. So that's demystifying. Good, yeah, yeah. A <laughs> word good of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, an, an architect does a little bit more than just, uh, you know, draw plans. You know, people know the, the term blueprint, and, you know, you need a blueprint to build uh, whatever or renovate whatever structure you're doing. Um, but we also, um, you know, work with the city to get the permit drawings done for that process. So um, there are codes and requirements for zoning and different things that as a business owner opening up a building or, you know, or renovating this space, you have to go through this process with the city to get a permit. So your architect can help you with that and help you actually put together a team of people to get that done. So structural engineer, if you're trying to knock out a wall, you got a mechanical engineer, if you're trying to, you know, do some things with with uh, ductwork and, um, you know, rearrange the space. So we put together that whole team for you. A civil engineer, if you're doing stuff on the site, laying out new parking, this city has zoning requirements related to parking. You have sure. to fit those in your project. So uh, we help assimilate that whole team. We're kind of like the orchestra that uh, 
you know, it works with everybody to, to put that together and put those in the drawings, get it to the city. Uh, and yeah. And yeah. It teaches the proper way to go about redeveloping or developing your structure, because I, I think that, you know, obviously Ayana and I, we're both entrepreneurs. You're an entrepreneur as well. You were in fact, my architect at Ivy Kitchen, <laughs> everybody. Twice. So absolutely. Patty can shoes to go, everyone. So Sandra Little, we have her in the building. Um, but I think it's important because one of the biggest things I like a good friend of mine today, I'm not going to name her name, but she hired the wrong people. She hired a general contractor before she got it on an architect and she ended up losing so much money. So her project ends up being, you know, we all go over budget. That's just the nature of the beast. Your budget at 30% to it. And that's probably your budget, hopefully. But she ended up going like 30, I mean, 48% over the budget, having to get a whole new team because she didn't get the right architect at first. And one one thing about small businesses, and I say this all the time, is that the money, the contractors get their money. They're, they get Regardless. their money and they're gone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when you see the debt that's attached to most small businesses, it's the build-out cost. Yeah. It's that yeah. cost right there. And so for and me... And it's the difference between starting in the red. Exactly. So you exactly. can never play catch-up. It's mm-hmm. like going to a blackjack table... <laughs> Try to get that money back. Huh? Exactly. Exactly. There's <laughs> not enough cars in the no, day. Right, right. And so I guess the reason that I wanted to put so much emphasis on this is because I've seen it over and over again where people don't make the right decisions in this capacity and it ends up costing them so much more money. Or in fact, a project never gets finished. Exactly. So yeah. to to our listeners, we just want to make sure that everyone knows we know we're out there with the with the with the boss ladies of Detroit and we want to make sure that you know you're starting your projects right. Yeah, it's it's tough too. There's a dis- disconnect, you know, between architecture and the client. You know, everybody equates like I need a constru- I need a contractor because mm-hmm. I'm constructing mm-hmm. something, right? And they and they understand what a contractor does. So that they are sometimes the first person that they call because it's like, yeah, you're going to do this wall, right? And they're like, well, no, I need somebody to help me, you know. Um, and the contractors but, think they know everything. They do. And sometimes they don't tell them to defer to an architect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's so true. Sandra, if if I'm a small business owner or if I'm aspiring small business owner and I have my space where I'm looking even and for, for me I think oftentimes you should bring the architect in even when you're looking for a space because they can That's save true. you money that way so, because you can pick the wrong space exactly and a lot of times by the time you bring them in you've already signed the lease yeah. and then find out oh these are concrete floors and mm-hmm. you need plumbing done yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's tough it's like you know it's, once you start that lease too that time clock starts ticking it on sure that it sure does <laughs> On the rent sure for you. To- Don't we know? <laughs> yes. yes, we do. Yeah, so- I was like, nah, I need the sign yeah. and the keys on the first. <laughs> it's like it's like you know your architect is like it's almost like your lawyer. You should almost have an yeah. architect, like I say, architect under architect, your uh, accountant. Yep, yeah, under lawyer. your team when you're doing that development, right? It's just mm-hmm. uh, to talk through those things. Now, I've I've done design build projects where you work together with the contractors. Sure. And those are contractors that I have good relationship with. You know, you can have. You know, and, and we, because to me, the whole process should be looking for the client and making sure they get what they need. It's not, you know, we can do it in budget and we can, you know, plan that out together. But uh, it's not just about, uh, you know, I'm just turning this job over and, right. and out the door. And, and I think that's what, that's the misconception, though. And that's the, the you know, what people think is that, oh, architect, they're going to cost you, they are going to cost you some money, everybody. <laughs> so let's just put the that out there. The bigger the building, the bigger the plans, cost you, cost yeah. you the more some money. money. Yeah. But the goal is to prevent you from making, especially if you're new to the game, making mistakes, and then they end up can end up saving you money in the end because you end up saving me a lot of money in the end on my project. So, you and know. And not even that. 
um, a step further into the next process, which is occupancy. You can't get that with the city. Without, without, yeah, without, without, the, without drawings. drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a thing and called change of use. You yeah, know? absolutely. If, if you go into a building that was before uh, an office and you're trying to turn it into retail, that's a change, change of, use. of use. And the city requires drawings just for that change and of I use. And I think my know. last project that Sandra had to come and rescue me on <laughs> was a back door. And I was like, well, you know, I really don't need to do all of that because I'm not knocking down any walls. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing mm-hmm. any plumbing. And, you know, it's basically there. So I went and tried to get my per by my permit, and they were like, "Okay, now you need to go back to step one." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "But I'm done. Like it was already there." And they're like, "Step one, where's your architectural drawings? Upload them, and then." And what people we'll don't realize, it's really a safety mechanism. The goal is prevent. You know, when you walk into some businesses, you remember back in the day, and you were here about a floor collapsing, a roof collapsing, and things like that. It's really, you know safety issues yes, you know yes. so it's to protect not only you and your staff as a business owner but the people that are coming through your doors as well so you know um that's kind of i know the- i know it's hard i know it costs a lot of money there are programs out there that can help sandra works with the motor city match program yes. are you still working with the motor city actually i'm not still working okay. with it and I, and I think they're they're uh trying to decide if they're going to get funding beyond this sure, year sure sure uh, yeah so i'm trying to see where that where that goes with the city but yeah like i think it was over oh, almost four or five years we worked yeah, with the absolutely. motor city match program and, and and they help you with your architectural drawing so we know the cost is it's expensive, you know. No one's saying that it's not, but in the end, that old adage, you get what you pay for, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and I, I, I think um, Detroit has changed and turned the corner in design. Like, you know, it was it was kind of downplayed uh, in Detroit for a while. Well, I um, think it was the, more hood. Wow, I was gonna say industrial. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, both of those words work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was more like your uncle did the work, right? Right. And Look. but now the city, and I just received the email from um from the um city from building that they're cracking down on a lot of unlicensed activity. Oh yeah. For <laughs> yeah, so well, well, there are a lot of programs to get licensed. So mm-hmm. you know, um. I'm all for the unlicensed contractor. Hit me up if you got affordable rates and you quality. Um, but um, but there, I think there's a space for everybody. <laughs> so, Sandra, how did you get started in architecture? What? What? Why? Why? Wow. Um, as a woman, and as, you've as, been in it for a long time. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's a lot. Of, it's not a lot of Black African American women in architecture. So I'm one of. Like 450 licensed African American women in the country. In the country. In the country. In the country. I'm not sure of the uh, the world number. But we're talking about 320 million plus people. Yes. And there's 400. 450. I think it's like 54. Oh my God. I think it's 0.203%. There you go. Just to clarify. Yeah. Yes. So it it, it was. Phenomenal in itself. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And and I didn't. I I went into architecture naive about that, that. perception when I went in. I did not know the numbers were that stark when sure, I went in. Sure. I just was like, this is what I want to do. And my mom was like, you sure? You know, so part of it was I was interested in art. And I I felt like with my mom, she was one of those moms that didn't play. So I had to come to her with a career that was respectable. So I did my research and I looked into it. I was like, I could do this. You so know, no I, dancing. Yeah, no dancing. <laughs> you know, I let my no daughter singing. go to art school. Dude. So she went to CCS, but I, my mom, I was like, I, she wasn't playing that. So, uh, so I, I, I did my research, found out about architecture. And I was like, okay, I can, I, I can do this. I can, you know, draw and mix engineering with it. I'm good with that, you know. Um, 
just uh, just from research. And then I, I then I got hooked, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, so that was in junior high. And then by the time I got to high school, I took every drafting art class I could get get to. I um, so you knew early. <laughs> I knew early. That's that's a passion. Yeah, yeah. That's that's me more much more than a career. That's a purpose, if you will. Wow. Knowing mm-hmm. that early and implementing it and actually executing it, that's purpose. Yeah, I feel so, that way now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. at the time, but mm-hmm. now now with some of the research I'm doing with the history of African American architects yeah. and with the Noir Design Part T project, I do feel like it was a purpose, right? Yeah, yeah that's purpose. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely beyond a career. Yeah, thank you. So tell us about the Noir Design Part T. I just saw heard you mention that. Yeah, yeah. So uh that is a project where with, uh, I'm doing it together jointly with Karen Davis Burton, uh, and we uh, won a nice. Shout out to Karen. That's <laughs> yes. my girl. Uh, yeah, owner's face laughs. Mm-hmm. Exactly there you play. go. His <laughs> face laugh up, everybody. Uh, so yeah, we uh, entered a um, the 2016 uh, Knights Arts Challenge, and I had an idea about doing this, and Karen was like, "We just gonna submit, see if we, you know, see if we get it. We get some money to do it, and help us do it, right?" So. Um, and, and we won. We went straight through. We were finalists, and we we're like, wow. You know, then we won the, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, the final prize. Uh, so we have been documenting the work of African-American architects in Michigan. It was something that I wanted to discover as well, because like I said, I've been almost going through a self-discovery with finding out these stark numbers, um, like such as I did not know when I, because I, I graduated high school in 1989. I'm graduating. Um, date myself. But uh, uh, when I was... In junior high school, high school, talking about I want to be an architect, there e- there was not even a licensed African-American woman architect in Michigan at the time. It wasn't wow. until 1988 that the first uh, there was wow. a first lady uh, um, African-American architect licensed. Wow. So it's have like, you I, met her? Have you met her? I, I actually have talked to her over the phone. I have okay. not met her. She's in Grand Rapids right okay. now. So uh, that's one of the things we would like to do is interview her and talk to her. Uh, she's actually a Lawrence Tech grad as well. I'm there a Lawrence go. Tech grad. Shout so out she, to LTU. Yeah, right. So she was uh, one of the first grads, uh, I believe, from the program. And, uh, and and just finding out this information and, and going through this self-discovery. Um, uh, actually, uh, it was just a quote that uh, I said, and I, I forgot I said it. But it was a, a quote that Nobody Detroit just put on their page. It's like, the first licensed African-American men in Michigan um, were also the first African American men firm, uh, firm owners, architecture firm owners, because they couldn't get a job right. in a white firm. Mm-hmm. Was that Madison? Uh, that was actually right. Uh, Madison, Madison, I think was like first in Ohio, okay. and then here in, in Michigan it was uh, Griffin and White. Okay. So oh, okay. they, the, yeah. Okay. So they were the they were the first. Everybody to, talk about Khan, and you know that's kind of the mm-hmm. most pervasive name that you hear. Yes, you don't hear especially the, with the downtown. Buildings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even even in Southfield, actually, you yeah. know, so you don't really hear about you know the other people who made you know great contributions to the design world of the city, basically. Right. And it, you walk by buildings every day that you don't mm-hmm. know that are designed by African-American architects. And to me, that was that was part of the bug that was getting to me, right? right. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, the People Mover was all designed by African... Each of the stations was designed by African-American architects. Had no idea. Yeah. Shout out to Comey Young. <laughs> right, right. And, oh, and that was... He was a big push oh, I know. for, um, for the uh, black architects <laughs> making it in Detroit. He was the reason that a lot of firms came out, like Sims and Varner's firm and Nathan Johnson. Johnson's firm, they had it tough before then. They, sure, sure. Yeah, Nathan Johnson, he made his career off of doing churches. You know, that was his his network, his connection. Uh, but, yeah, he he started to shine when he was able to get city contracts like that. And when he got that master contract to do the people mover stations, 
he shared that with other black architects that were working in the city. So like each station is designed by a different yeah. African-American architect. Oh, that's wow. wonderful. Yeah, yeah that's so wonderful. So he shared the wealth. Yeah. Now, you have done something that um, a, not a lot of people get to do um, successfully. So your firm was recently acquired by Quinn Evans. Yes. How was the process? Why was the process? And, you know, how do you feel about it now? <laughs> Actually, with uh, with everything that's going on with the pandemic, I You're feel like, happy. woo, wow. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a really good uh, decision. Yeah, At the time, I was, you know, me, I have a business partner, Damon Thomas. We were both uh, partners in Citrix Design. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a tough discussion between us. Like, you know, it's like, it's not like a, giving your baby away. It was. It was. It was. And it, and but it, how, how did that transpire? Did they approach you? You approached them? And so we, you know, we, or was it just a good synergy? It was a good synergy. We did a number of uh, projects together with Quinn Evans before this happened. So we were uh, we worked on a project in Toledo, Tower of Mombi. So they took like the top half of that building and turned it from office to residential. So we helped mm. them with that project. Then uh, they were like, okay, we're busy. We got another project. So. Uh, Downtown 139 Cadillac is uh, the building right on the corner of, I think it's Randolph, uh, right across from the, it has a 7-Eleven in the ground mm-hmm. level. Yep, I know where that, that is. That building was abandoned above for years. It's Bates, isn't it? Yeah, Bates, it was like, yeah. it, you had the 7-Eleven on the ground floor mm-hmm. and the whole upper part of the building was empty. And so we renovated that into 46 units. That was a Quinn Evans wow. project. And we we pretty much went in with them, sat down and, and came up with a light, layout and they were like, okay, we need you to finish up the drawing. So we did all of the construction mm-hmm. drawings and everything. And uh, we just kept having these projects together. We kept winning RFPs together. We went after, um, uh, it was the 20th Century Civil Rights Sites Project. So the Michigan Shippo office put out uh, RFP for uh, kind of historical team to come together and document Detroit civil rights history. And I was like, oh, I have to work on this project, right? right? I'm looking at buildings related to civil rights. I got to look at this. So I called Quinn Evans. I was like, hey, you guys have a deep bench with uh, historical projects. Can we team together on this project? And they were like, yeah. And I and I have approached other firms, majority firms, won't say no names, but to team on projects. And if I called them like that, they wouldn't have been as easy as mm-hmm. a reception. Understood. We so, understand what you're saying. So, yeah, yeah. Our so, listeners do too. Like it's, <laughs> and it's, it's credit to you for even doing the ask because a lot of people would just be like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and apply. And if I don't get it, I don't get it. Yeah, and and I and I knew like the shipo because the partnerships the, are hard. Yeah, collaborations yeah. are it's difficult. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're not the easiest thing. You're bringing a whole nother perspective, a whole nother opinion for one. You know, into something that you already have an idea of how you want this to look right. and feel, right. and then you have to take into consideration someone else. I struggle with that personally. Mm-hmm. So, how how did you handle that? It's tough. You know, we we've had those discussions yeah, sure, too sure. in the, in the studio. You know, it's like. Sometimes you feel like you won't get a project. In architecture, it's almost, like I said, because of those stark numbers, it's almost double that perception you get in other industries because I'm like, I know, like I said, with the with this entity, I may not get this project if I'm sure. by myself. Oh, you're too small. Or, you know, you don't have the experience as this other big firm. So, you know, we tried to use partnerships and collaborations to actually help build our firm. And that yeah. was one of the ways yeah. we came out of the recession. We literally went back to the firms that we we laid off from and was like, hey, you want to team up on this project? And they were like, oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Right, we're we're right. in Detroit. We're minority-owned. They were right. like, we need to do this, right? Absolutely. So, uh, so that was that helped us build our practice. We actually 
you know, did things on our own, but we would also, if we tried to get that larger, you know, revenue, lar larger project, we would, we would team with the different uh, entities to try to. Yeah. Cause that, that is common in real estate. I've got a small, you know, a development firm, as you know, and I partner with, you know, the larger firms and take on portions of their job or, or the smaller ones, if you will. It's unfortunate because you're just not given the opportunity yeah. to do the work on your own merits. It's unfortunate that you have to, you know, seek partnerships or collaborations yeah. just to, you know, and, all, and ultimately, let's be real, to take less, you yeah. know, because you do yeah. take less. I mean, if you think about, though, in the real estate industry, we have been, real estate has not been kind to African-Americans. No. I mean, if you could go through everything from redlining well, to loan, loans. Especially not African-American women. Yes. Especially not African-American yeah. women because it was a, a good old boy club. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, for so ba long. Banking still is, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can, if we're just talking about raising capital, getting loans, you know, access to capital, you know, this is why... Um, the PPP program that a lot of small biz black businesses didn't benefit from it. It's because a lot of it wasn't necessarily racism. It was literally the fact that people were going like, oh, well, you need to contact your banker. And so everyone I knew, they were like, well, who's my banker? I bank at Chase. You right, know what right. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Chase right here. Let me contact Chase. And then, you know, you couldn't reach anybody. Right. You but don't have that the, advocate the, the there. Exactly. <laughs> the people who actually knew their banker and had a banker, because I certainly did not, um, those are ones that benefit from the program. Yeah. And so um, it's these kind of things and these kind of lessons that, you know, may, may take a while to learn. And hopefully we're learning them and, and getting better and learning the rules of this game because that's essentially what it's about. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be racism. There's yeah. always going to be discrimination. But the more you know, the better you can play. Yeah, we have, we have to get to a point, too, that, like you said, other other uh, ethnic groups have people to teach them. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if we're the first of doing everything, still, yeah. it's hard to get that get that same lesson. One hundred years later, <laughs> yeah, right. and we're so you still the teaching first. Teaching in your um, teaching in your upcoming. Yeah, so I, I still have a, I, I still do that. Yeah, so I in my practice, I had students come in uh, every summer. I work with. Um, at the time, it was Henry Ford Academy at CCS. Now it's University Prep at CCS. They have a senior practicum program uh, that uh, they have all their students required to do 50 hours in a actual uh, office of a career of their choice. So I have Reach a Reach out to Loyola also. My son goes there. Oh, okay. And they do that um, program. It's called LWEP okay, for them. LWEP. Okay. And um, like uh, my son worked at General Motors yes. all last yeah. year in the yeah. financial department. And it's so. getting that exposure in high school is just yeah. phenomenal, right? It's just like that that you see things just from being in the office. That's the one thing we had interns this summer that we missed. Just from being in the office, the things that an intern sees just from being that, that there. Not just the work line. you're doing. Or just sitting yeah. in the back of a meeting. Yeah, and you hear you hear yeah, you know, right. You, know, you hear you're, a I was that kid. Your your wheels start turning basically, yes. you know. So yes. that's very important. That's kind of the premise of our show, basically. Mm -hmm. We're we're here to entertain you, obviously, but we're also here to educate you into being a small business owner because it, it comes with a lot of tentacles with it. It's yes. not just running the business, getting it started. You know, all, all these things. All the back how are you house balancing stuff your you life? Right. Exactly. <laughs> how are you balancing your family? Yes. All these things. Love, relationships. That's kind of what we, we talk about. Yeah. So, speaking of, speaking of <laughs> as you know, the name of the podcast is Love, Sex, Business. So we've taken care of the business. All right. All right. <laughs> and now it's time to dive into love and sex. 
So here in the studio, Miss Sandra, we have our bow right there that oh, wow. you didn't get to peek in. Okay. Filled with different questions. I thought we were done with this. <laughs> love, sex, and relationships. So you I almost get would rather to have pick... a straight up question than nope, the so, bow here. So these are the rules. Wait. Okay. You get to pick three questions. Okay. So the easy thing about it is you get to pick which question you want to answer. Okay. You get to pick which question. You want Naya to answer, uh, and you get to pick which question you want me to answer. So the good part is you know us both. <laughs> Absolutely. So give do, Yana the do hard me one. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> give Yana so the hard one. <laughs> give y'all the hard ones, mm. and I'll take the. Hopefully, you pick three hard ones. Study long, right. study wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like basketball. I don't know if take too long with that. It was a short one. Ooh, okay. I'll take the hard one. Okay. Awesome. Right. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love this. All so right. you can hand us each our questions. Okay. I do like that. Okay. Awesome. That's a good one. Okay. So I go first? Yes. Yeah. Already. Uh, so um, how do you remedy cheating? Oh, that's a good Ooh, one. That is a good that's one. one. Inquiring minds would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, I have been in a relationship where uh, I've actually been in a marriage where uh, cheating was a uh, issue, and I ended it ended in divorce for me. I couldn't I couldn't get over it, and I knew I couldn't. And he knew I couldn't either. Uh-huh. Uh, so for me, it was just better to part ways. Just right. Part ways. So that's how you remedy just leave them. Just yeah, I mean, it, it would have to be some type of uh, very deep uh, apology and 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 remorse uh, from the individual that didn't happen in the case with with uh, with my situation. Um, but I, I'm not saying that if it would never, I could never rem- I could never uh, go through it. But in this case, I know I couldn't couldn't go through it definitely. Naya? Alrighty, I'm next. So my question says, what are you unwilling to compromise on in a relationship? Uh, relationships are all about compromise to me. So if you are not a compromising person, do not get in a relationship. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, so I, um, fortunate for me, I've never, I think my integrity and my, my principles are important to me. And I'm unwilling to compromise in any type of relationship in that capacity. So, and I've never been asked to, fortunately for me. So I think that that is something that I'm unwilling uh, to to compromise on. So mine is, I say no. (laughs) (laughs) When you and your partner disagree, how do you resolve it? Actually, I think I meant to. You meant to get I know her personally. <laughs> um, so, being a Gemini. <laughs> Let's start there. Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, depends on the day. Depends on the disagreement. And the resolvement is always kind of, um, I mean, it's communication. I can't hold it. So I'm not one of them people that can, like, let it schmooze over and, you know, oh, my God, I'm just going to wait to see what happens. It's like, it's happening right Yana now. is spoiled, everyone. Who doesn't know her, she's spoiled. So, <laughs> Well, and on that note. <laughs> I'm a little bit like that, too. I'm spoiled. Like, no, we need to talk about it right now. Like, 
Well, we would like to thank you, Miss Sandra, you so for much. coming out. Thank you. This has and, been awesome. Oh, is there anything you want you have coming up, um, going on that you want to tell us about? Uh, so uh, nothing really big. I guess uh, I have a big news for next year. Um, so I am currently on the uh, National Organization of Minority Architects National Board. Uh, as Midwest Vice President for the Midwest region. Awesome. Uh, thank you. And next year, our uh, so this week actually we're starting our conference, this digital, because of everything that's happening, and it was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, because you guys usually bring in all the black architects. Sure so next year. You sure do. We're celebrating 50 years of NOMA in Detroit. All the black no architects will way. be here and next year. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> yes, because it was a lot uh, of young a, ones it sure was. last year. Oh. Yes. They're going to be flooding the streets of Detroit. Yes. So, yeah. And they be in a suit, yes. ladies. Yes, mm-hmm. we have tours. They'll be out and about throughout the city. So yeah, look out next year for NOMA's Absolutely. conference here in Detroit. Make sure you come back on and let everybody know what to expect. And okay, how definitely. do they get in touch with you? Ah, so um, actually, I have a page up for Noir Design Party. Uh, that's Spell that. Uh, uh, so let <laughs> me look, make sure I'm spelling it right. So Noir is N O I R Design D E S I G N Party P A R T I dot com. So that is uh, where well, we I have. I said that wrong, like apartheid. <laughs> so it's all it's Africa. It's all apartheid. It's, it's, it's all French. So I right. took a little bit of French in I, high school, I, enough to be dangerous. So. Francais. Francais. That's all I know. Como <laughs> and Detroit has a French, you know, background. We so that's do. What I we do. At. So and and um, my firm that I'm with now, Quinn Evans Architects. Uh, so you can uh, check us out at quinnevans.com and on all the social media outlets. And my direct contact information is right on the website. Awesome. awesome. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Sandra.